Welcome to Faith and Freedom. We hope to inform, inspire, and encourage you to stand up for faith and freedom as we discuss victories and challenges in the courts, in public policy, and in the culture. Faith and Freedom is brought to you by Liberty Council, a litigation, education, and policy organization. Join us now as we address the latest cultural issues across America and around the world. For nearly two years, America went through all these unconstitutional restrictions on churches and places of worship, including no more than 10 people. We got those overturned on appeal at the U.S. Supreme Court. But that is still ongoing in our neighboring Canada, and we have a very special guest that we want to introduce to you today, Pastor Renee McIntyre. I'm Matt Staver, founder and chairman of Liberty Council. Joining me to talk with our special guest is Holly Mead. Pastor Renee, thank you for joining us here on Faith and Freedom. Wow, thank you so much for inviting me. It's such an honor. Now, you are the founder and lead pastor of Trumpet of Truth Christian Ministries in Ontario, Canada. You have an amazing story about some of the restrictions in your country and what you're doing to address that as the church. But before you do that, let's give the listeners some background about how all of this unfolded in Canada and for you in particular. Well, you know, we just all got hit globally with the same crisis called COVID. And uh, everything just got turned upside down. Everybody came into a moment of crisis and having to determine, as far as churches are concerned, having to determine how we were going to move forward with this unprecedented uh, moment in history that we found ourselves in. And uh, in Canada, the, you know, the powers that be clenched down extremely, extremely hard and seemed to target certain, uh, certain businesses and churches where churches were actually lumped into that. So, you know, they would allow the big box stores to remain open, but all small businesses had to close or at least extremely restrict their ability to do business. And churches as well were extremely limited. So, you know, we just were overnight, we were put as a nation into lockdown. You were limited to 10 people in your church. Is that how it started? At one point. Yeah, at one point. It started off at 30%. Uh, if I remember correctly, because it's been two years now. So if I remember correctly, um, I think they put us down to, no, actually in the very beginning, it was, it was literally zero. Yeah. We were only allowed to have your few people in to do, um, to do. So that would have been, uh, Easter during uh, 2020. You had no Palm Sunday. You had no Easter service because you were operating at zero, which is what happened in the United States. Right. Similar churches here in the United States. Yeah, correct. So then eventually they uh, had 30% and then they moved it down to no more than 10 people. But the big box stores, those were open for business, right? That's correct. Yes. And alcohol and your cannabis stores. I mean, you could get drunk and high, but you could not go and worship the Lord. And abortion clinics, uh, were they available to operate as well? You know, I, I don't know the answer to that. Well, they were in the United States. I would be very surprised that uh, Canada would have restricted those because the pattern was very similar. Now, at this point in time, you're at a you had a 10-person limit back in 2021 and moving 2020 into 2020 actually, December of 2020. 2020. Yeah. So, how did yeah. you how did you respond as a church when they told you that? 
Yeah, we disobeyed. So they told us that we could only have 10 people in the church. And um, uh, I, I said, no, and myself and my team, we decided that we would not forsake the assembling together of the brethren again. Uh, we had done we had done a few meetings in the initial lockdown, but then we realized, OK, there is something behind this that is not it is not what they're saying. And, you know, uh, we had been protected. Nobody got any type of uh, sickness. So we decided, no, we are going to stay open. We're going to stay faithful to the Lord. So we literally did not put any restrictions. And of course, we were growing over this time instead of shrinking. And uh, we had a full, full house uh, on that initial 10 person only in the building service. And unfortunately, another pastor, we were, we were told another pastor in the city called the police and, uh, and exposed us and we were charged that week. Wow. Wait, let, me, let me back up because that's a similar pattern yeah, that we found exactly. in the United States. The very first pastor in the United States and perhaps in the world that got arrested was Dr. Rodney Howard Brown the last Monday yeah. of March, 2020. And there were pastors a uh, day and a half later that ultimately opposed the governor of Florida and his executive order that declared that attendance at churches and places of worship was essential activity, and therefore he took all the restrictions off of churches and places of worship statewide. Some pastors didn't like that. So they filed a petition with the governor asking the governor to reimpose restrictions on churches. Sound so familiar. here you have the <laughs> yeah. same kind of thing. So yeah. you got a pastor turning another church in, for assembling together according to the biblical command of not forsaking the assemblyness of, of yourself together. So you were charged yeah. as a result? Yeah, so I received a, a summons to appear in court. So I didn't get a ticket. I was going to have to go to trial. And, uh, and then the following week, I also refused to shut down my prayer meeting. And uh, somebody from inside, the police said that somebody from inside my prayer meeting called and had us exposed and they came and charged me as well and gave me another summons to appear in court. So I had two charges, um, against me personally and, um, for being the one that led the charge in this and, and what's the penalty, what would to be go the penalty for those charges? Oh, like, uh, prison time maximum would have been prison time. And like, I don't know, a hundred thousand dollars, uh, in wow. fines. What happened to those uh, charges? They got dropped. Eventually, in, in just shy of a year, they did end up getting dropped, praise the Lord. And, you know, that's the same kind of thing they had here in the United States. They would hang these threats of prison over your head and enormous yeah. fines. And then after a year goes by, in fact, that's what happened to our pastors in Chicago mm -hmm. with the Romanian churches. It took a year, almost to the day, and with our work on the case, they finally drop the charges so how so did you creatively now, meet together as yeah, how a did you how did you continue on yeah. after that well so we were not allowed back into our building so i said okay we'll go to a parking lot so we called uh the quality in here in town and asked them to use their parking lot and they said yes so everybody just came and it was winter so we're talking canadian winter weather so most of the people would stay in their cars and i stood in the back of a moving truck and uh, and preach we hooked up an fm system and we preached that way but of course it got we it grew it got big and people were honking their horns instead of saying you know shouting hallelujah they're honking their, their horns and people started <laughs> complaining and we'd have the police coming every sunday because they had to 
Uh, they were not out to get us. They actually were quite for us. But every time there's a complaint, they legally have to respond. So we ended up getting kicked out of there. We went into a gravel pit, you guys. We mo- I found a place and uh, it was a gravel pit. And we just thought we had, it was just the bomb. We just loved it. <laughs> it was so private. It was so private. But the owners got very frightened and they kicked us out. And so now we are at a... Um, we're at a, a community center, a big park, and we use their parking lot and they have been extremely gracious and it's wonderful. But we have met for over a year now through all seasons of the year and through all kinds of crazy, crazy weather. And let me tell you, we have grown exponentially. People are coming from far and wide to be a part of this movement because they have refused to bow to these draconian laws that our government has put in place and they are they have said no our faith is the most substantial thing in our lives we will not stop assembling together because they understand that if we bow and we let them take away our rights and privileges to move about freely as christians we will never get them back so we have been fighting renee you know we're i live in florida so for yeah. a Floridian, uh, 40 degrees is cold. We're talking 30 below here what's in a, Canada. <laughs> what's a Canadian yeah. winter in which the kind of weather conditions you're worshiping outside? What's that like? Oh, we're talking, we're like this past, uh, like just this past week was minus 12. And that's without the wind chill factor. So you're looking at minus 20, minus 30 is not uncommon. Uh, with wind chill factor. We're talking snow pelting in our faces. It's just been absolutely amazing. I know. I watched like, your service it. online and wow. it was snowing. You're out there preaching away yeah. and the cars are lined up. It was amazing. You know, and I was talking to my wife, Anita, about uh, your services because we watched some of it uh, and it was snowing and you're outside and you're in these large jackets. And that's the church mm-hmm. uh, in the yeah. midst of persecution. The church rises up. And there is a real testing that's taking place regarding the Church of Jesus Christ worldwide. We want to continue our conversation uh, with Renee McIntyre. You can go to her website, trumpetoftruth.org, trumpetoftruth.org, and pray for our Christian brothers and sisters in Canada and around the world who continue to face this kind of government persecution. For more information, visit lc.org. You've been listening to Faith and Freedom, brought to you by Liberty Council. Visit Liberty Council's website at lc.org. Call us at 407-875-1776. The website again, lc.org.